Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to be Curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. So this week's question is from the Live with the Courage to be Curious card deck. And the Live with the Courage to be Curious card deck, this is the first time we're seeing it this year, is an entire deck of 52 questions that are all designed to encourage and support us in being reflective about our own life. It's that piece about living life consciously rather than on autopilot. And autopilot is the default setting. It's the default setting for all of us because of our entire brain that about three to five percent of it is the conscious part of our brain function or our mind, the part that we are aware of our thinking about things. And 95 to 97% of what goes on in our brain just happens on autopilot at a subconscious level. And so this idea of continually working to bring consciousness and bring awareness to our life is something that we have to work at. Otherwise, autopilot just takes over. So the Live with the Courage to be Curious card deck is 52 questions that help us to bring that awareness. This week's question, yes, I'm partial to all the questions, but I will say I think this is one of my favorites, says, life is like a book with many chapters. What feels important to me about the current chapter? Life is like a book with many chapters. What is important? about the current chapter. So when I think about this question, there are so many things I love about it. First is just the structure of thinking about life as a book. It's an unfolding story because it is, right? It began, depending on what your belief system is, but let's just say it began with when we're born, at least this experience of our lifetime, and it will end on the day that we die, body leaves the soul, or we, heart stops pumping, however it is we want to define that for ourselves. And in between those two points is a continuum, a continuum of unfolding. And I think that as we're going through this journey of life, we can sometimes get very caught up in feeling like what's going on in the current moment for us is the only thing that's going on. But the reality is, is that our life is this ongoing journey and there's chapters that came before and there are chapters that are going to come after. And while the current chapter is important to the story and the unfolding, and it certainly is significant in what we're in now, it is not the entirety of the story. And I think that perspective can be really helpful. So the first thing I really like about this question is that the beginning stem of it really invites us to see whatever is happening in the current moment, whether it's a transition moment, whether it's a building moment, whether it's a difficult moment, whether it's a joyful moment, whether it's a creative moment, whether it is a moment when things seem to be falling apart, 
whatever this moment is, is that it's not the first moment and it's not the last moment and it's not the only moment. There's just one moment. And when we think about what the significance of that moment is, the significance of this chapter, this question pushes us to pull back the lens that we're looking through from maybe a myopic lens of the immediate experience, but how does the significance of this moment fit, or what is the significance of this moment within the larger context of my life? So for all these reasons, I love it. And the other day, I picked this card. Some of you know I'm in the midst of a yoga teacher training program. I've had Kilkenny Tremblay, who is the owner of Sanctuary Yoga Studio, and on the podcast show at the end of 2019. And so I'm currently in the midst of a 200-hour teacher training program, and we're up to the part of the teacher training where we're working on sequencing yoga sessions or full yoga practices. And it's one thing, no matter how long I've been practicing, and I've been practicing yoga, asana, physical practice of yoga for a long time, the time that was going to come when I would have to design my own sequences felt really scary to me. And it also felt exciting to me because I wanted to bring forth some of the things that themes that come forth in this podcast into my practice as a yogi and into the way I would bring yoga out into the world. So when I was sitting and preparing for this podcast, I picked this card and I said, what would happen if I use this card as my theme for this yoga practice? And yes, you can imagine this funny picture, entertaining picture of me sitting on my mat creating a yoga sequence practice as I went and narrating it as though I had an entire room full of people sitting around me who were practicing along with me and working to infuse this, this theme of life is like a book with many chapters, what feels important about the current chapter into the practice and really help to um, bring our experience of considering this question in, into the practice and have the practice be revealing as to what we could understand about this question. And a few things came up that I wanted to share here as we're exploring it. And so when I first started the practice, I started with some of those more subtler movements and starting in things like child's pose or cat-cow for people who are familiar with it, but really getting the body movement, almost thinking about how a book opens. And some books open really dramatically, like the murder happens in room 12 or whatever it is. But many times, it, books kind of have a lead up, and they help to set the stage and the characters and the setting and some background information. And this was sort of the unfolding of it. It's also the unfolding of our lives, right? Is that you know we warm up into life, and we start out as children and kind of getting acclimated and things like that. But one of the poses that I wanted to talk about as the sequence went on, there were a couple that were really interesting and I think informative as we think about this. So Warrior Two or Virabhadrasana Two is a pose. Um, many people, even if you don't you do yoga, are for 
familiar with what the pose looks like, but um, feet are sort of spread apart and one foot is facing forward with a bent knee facing forward and the back leg is straight and extended behind. It's sort of an angle. And then one arm reaches out in front, pointing very, you know, kind of strong toward the front and one arm at the same height as pointing toward the back. And so it's an open stance and there's one leg and one arm um, extending to the back behind us and one arm and one knee and, and foot extending to the front in front of us. And the knee is bent, which almost gives this feeling like you're getting ready to launch into it, getting ready to move into what's in front. And then the torso is really set over the hips in the center. And for me, this was exactly the metaphor of the book. So there's all this stuff that happened behind us in our past, because wherever we are now, we've got a past, right? So there's this leg and this arm that's extending back, and it's really rooting strongly into the past. It's not a weak foot, like it's a strong foot rooting into the back, and it's a strong arm reaching to the back because we're connected to our past. We're molded, we're shaped, we're informed by our past, and it provides, whether it was easy or difficult or loving or not so loving, it still creates whatever the foundation is that we've built from, it comes from that space. And then there's this arm and this foot that's reaching toward the future and what's out in front of us. And we can feel like there's some mystery to it. We don't know. We could see to the end of our hand as we're looking out over it, but we don't really know what comes there. Our knee is bent because we haven't, we're not in it yet. We're not walking it yet. We're getting ready to, almost like the knee bent like in a lunge where we're getting ready to go off for the races. And so we have something that's coming in front. We have a place that we've been. But when we're in the stance, like the torso is straight and it's tall over the center of the pelvis and over the center of the hips, right in the middle, in between the two legs, right in the middle between the two arms extending out. And it was really powerful. Be rooted in the past. Know that there's a place you're going and be exactly where you are. Be exactly in this space. And as much as you're reaching out to the sides from here, reach tall, reach up, extend the head up toward the ceiling, extend the torso long, and be firm and be, you know, present in the space where you are. And what's the significance of this moment? Because this is the only time that this moment is going to come. And I loved this pose. I just, I, I kept returning to this pose multiple times in the practice as I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about how it really informs us about how to exist in a world and in a lifetime that has a past, that has a future that's not yet known. And yet to know that our, like our strength and our stability and our presence where we really are is right here right in the now. So then the question asks, life is like a book with many chapters. What feels important about the current chapter? And one of the things that I notice, I notice a lot in my life, I notice a lot in my practice of coaching is that many times a lot of the dialogue that people are having is about either regret or reliving or maybe even, you know, just thinking obsessively about things that have happened in the past. Did I do the right thing? Should I have done that? Should I have done something else? You know, how did that go? And all of this kind of thinking about the past. 
or it's worrying about the future, what's going to happen, you know, what should I do, and trying to make plans and all of those things. And the truth of the matter is, is that when we're in either of those positions, we're not actually in the current one. So it's a good reminder to us to say, okay, if I let the past be the past, it's informed me, it's shaped me, it's done all of those things. And if I am true to the fact that the truth, that the the future is not yet known. I can't possibly know what's going to happen. I could know things maybe that I want to happen, or I could know things that could happen, or I could name a myriad of possibilities, but I actually have no idea. Then it brings us back to the center, the what's going on right now. And as we think about what's significant about this moment, what's significant about what's happening in this chapter, what's happening right now? And I'd love to put this frame on it. That moments are real. They're not just transitions that get us from the past to the future. They're not just like the place that we pass through. What's happening now is the experience. It is the life. It is what's important. Sometimes the what's happening right now is beautiful and it's wonderful and it's filled with joy and maybe there are babies being born healthy and beautiful and maybe there's new jobs to be had and maybe there's new houses to move into and maybe there's soccer games that our kids have won or college entrances or all of those kinds of things and maybe the current moment is this one for you know celebration gratitude humility warmth I'm really just feeling, you know, that welling up of experience. And if that is true, then let's be in that. Sometimes I'm amazed at how quickly we can run away from the enjoying a moment and recognizing, wow, the purpose of the moment, the significance of this moment is to relish in the joy. It's to relish in the achievement. It's to celebrate each other. It's to celebrate a love or to celebrate a momentous, you know, event that we've reached and that sometimes we give so little time and expression to that celebration that we lose it altogether. So maybe that's what this moment is. Maybe this is a moment of loss. Maybe this is a moment of loss, you know, whether it's death or divorce or, you know, the loss of a friend or something that's significant in life in any kind of number of ways that is just changing because right things are always changing and maybe it feels like the significance of this is to notice and be in the experience of loss and of letting go because loss and letting go is a life experience as well the sadness that we experience with that is genuine and it's true and it's purposeful and it's meaningful and it is also what it means to be alive. And just like we can very quickly move through the celebrations, we can sometimes very quickly try to move out of sorrow and of loss. We can try to ignore that because it feels uncomfortable to be in it. And yet in some moments, that's what it means to be alive. And the significance of the moment is to recognize that the pain and sadness of loss is actually a reflection that something mattered. Something mattered a lot. Something had great meaning to us because if it didn't, we wouldn't be feeling the sadness. Maybe it's a moment that feels a combination of frustrating or angry or fearful or you know, really, really strong emotions. 
And what I have found is that whenever an emotion gets really strong, and especially if there's like some frustration or some anger or some judgment attached with it, I usually find this to be an incredibly rich, informative space because something that's activating that level of energy and that level of reaction means that there's something really important underneath the surface. And it's important for us to go underneath the surface to find it because usually the thing we're having the reaction about is not actually the thing that matters. The thing that matters that lies beneath that strong reaction is a few layers deep. And it's when we pause and we say, wow, I'm noticing my level of anger. I'm noticing my level of frustration. I'm noticing my level you know, of intensity here. That that's the perfect catalyst to say, what is it? What is it that is causing me to have that level of reaction? Yeah, yes, sure, so-and-so did X and such, but what is it inside me? What part of me is feeling violated, is feeling hurt, is feeling, you know, unmet or untrusted or whatever it is we might be feeling? So I usually, the significance of those moments sometimes is what can we learn about ourselves that we might not fully understand? Because that level of intense reaction is like a neon sign flashing in front of our eyes saying, something really big is happening here. Why don't you pay attention to it? So we can have joy, celebration, we can have loss and grief, we can have anger, we can have frustration. We can also sometimes be in a moment of uncertainty. I've had many of these where I feel like I'm in the middle of a dust storm, like somebody just came by and kicked up all the dust and I can't see anything and I don't know what's real and I don't know what to follow and I don't know what's true and I'm in the middle of a dust storm. And again, it's not the most comfortable feeling in the world. And so many of us run around literally trying to you know, catch the, the, the sand particles to pack them down. Or I think about a snow globe when somebody shook it up and it's like, how do I catch all those little flakes and like pin them down on the ground so that I don't have to be in the middle of that anymore? And yet that too is an experience. That too is something to pay attention to. That there are going to be transitions. There's going to be, you know, sandstorms. There's going to be being in the center or the eye of the tornado at some times. That is a part of life experience as well. And what does it mean for me to navigate that? What does it mean for me to allow that? Because if we're in the center in the eye of the storm, there's not really any place to go. You try to push out through it and you're suddenly, you know, wrapped up in the swirl. So, or if we're in the rapids in going down a river, we're in like level four rapids, trying to like paddle your way out of it isn't going to work. So what is there to do? And how do we see this as a moment to instead of trying to fight out or get someplace, maybe it's a moment to ride out the experience and see what that's like. So what feels important to me or what's significant about the current chapter really invites us to see the continuum of our life and to pause with courageous, courageous curiosity and say, what's important about this moment? What's significant about this moment? And if I didn't have to change this moment, what could I learn from it? What could I understand? What could I perceive? How could I grow? Because of course, that's the purpose. So just like in the warrior two stance, 
if we lean too much to the back and we stay in the past or we lean toward, you know, our mind obsessing over the past, we're imbalanced. If we lean too much to the front, toward the front foot and where we think we're going, we're not balanced. But when we lean the back leg back and the front leg pushing forward and the torso steady in the center, that's where we're strong and that's where we're meant to be. So I invite you to take this week and spend some time with this question. Life is like a book with many chapters. What feels important or significant about the current chapter? And then join us back again next week for another episode. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.couragetobecurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at liveleadlovecourageously.com. And if you are interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliance.